Hey, it's Meatball. And Mark. And this is the Rocker Morning Show on demand from 107.7 RKR. This is the best of the Rocker Morning Show with Meatball and Mark. Brian, you're on with Mark and Meatball. Okay. Good morning, Brian. How are you, sir? Well, I'm good. Lies, am I talking to Mark or Meatball? You got it, man. <laughs> That's right. Welcome to the Rocker Morning Show, the one and only Brian Johnson from ACDC. Thank you for joining us today, man. It's a pleasure, lads. It's a pleasure. Well, hey, uh, before we get to your book, because we really were excited about this um, and we really want to talk about it, I, I saw something recently, uh, an interview you did about uh, meeting Paul McCartney for the first time. And I have to say, it was kind of endearing to see that even the biggest rock stars of our generation still kind of get tongue-tied when they meet their own idols. So uh, can you tell me a little bit about that uh, encounter with Paul? Yes, sure. It was it was Ringo's birthday party. Oh, okay. Uh, out in uh, in England, in the countryside, uh-huh. you know, and all that. And there was a big old party and a big old buffet there, you know. Yeah. Uh, vegetarian, of course. <laughs> and, uh, and I was sitting trying to figure out what was wrong. <laughs> and he tapped us on the shoulder and he said, he said, uh, hello, Geordie. Because, you know, that's what they call us. <laughs> right, right. Where we're from. And I turned around and it was the him. It was all <laughs> McCartney. You know, it, this this guy thing that could sing anything and yeah. and I I just went uh, but, and, you know and I just became tongue tied. You, you know, honestly, it was sounded like I was breaking teeth in for a friend. Pretty <laughs> awful. Yeah. And, uh, and and then he just started talking to me and, you know, like, so what are you doing here? You know, how's the band? You know, yeah. what, what and all of these lovely things. And, and I found that with most of these heroes that you meet that really are just the nicest people, right. you know, um, it, and, and and it always it always surprises me that, you know, that, that you can talk to them and sure. you know but that's so invisible you know you when would you i, I remember when i was in your castle many many years ago uh-huh. i wasn't in here say i wasn't even in yeah i think it was geordie and all that and he played at the city hall and i caught a glimpse of him at the end climbing into a limousine you know and going yeah. off with a band and sitting there going wow i wonder what that must be like you know <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just one of them things, you know, that, you know, a lot of people say, don't meet your heroes. In some cases, it's true. Like with Chuck Berry, he wasn't a nice man at all. (laughs) You know, he was a, you know, we we toured with him in Germany, which is, it's in the book, you know, and all that. And we were so excited to eat Chuck Berry, you know, and he he, he was a bit of a bugger, that man. He was. (laughs) Wow. Wow. He wasn't. An, he wasn't a pleasant man. Oh, man. I remember he used all of our equipment. You know, during the four gigs we did with him, he yeah. used all of our equipment, our PA system, our backline. You know, and at the end of it all, I went up and I said, "Hello, Mr. Berry. My name's Brian, and I sing with the opening band. And you know, you've been using all our equipment. I wondered." If, if, if I could get an autograph, please. Yeah. And he said, I do one autograph a day and I've already done it. Oh, no. What the trash? What? Yeah. I, I, I said, you rotten. Ba- well, I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I said, oh, what a swine. Uh, but I've met other people as well who said, no, you don't want to, you don't want to even try to 
talked about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. In some way. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Well, you did write in your new book, the, the Lives of Brian. It's available on Amazon and, and wherever books are sold. While dealing with the recent uh, hearing loss incident, it kind of starts with you coming into the band, replacing Bon Scott, but really how you came in and grabbed the wheel and proved that you could on, not only fill those shoes, but really solidify your own era with the band. Is that the mentality you had going into the audition was, I'm going to make this mine? Well, lads, it was, I went in... Uh, in, in my head, I wasn't going to get this job, okay? <laughs> uh, I, I was in a good little band up in Newcastle. I had come down to Newcastle uh, to London to record uh, an advert for Hoover. Uh-huh. Honestly. And I said, well, when I'm down there, I might as well go in, but I know I'm going to waste their time and my time. And, and I knew that they knew my name because Bon Scott had mentioned it because oh. me and Bon Scott played together in 1973 okay. when he, his band supported my band in England in Torquay and we got on like a house on fire me uh-huh. and Bon I think we got drunk together which wasn't anything new <laughs> and uh, and so they'd heard my name from him and and that's so I went in there honestly I just thought well if I can sing a couple of songs with them just think of the bragging rights I'll have when I go back to Newcastle and tell the boys in the band I sang two songs with the SADC it was brilliant honestly that's the way I went in I didn't even think about it and as I say when I did walk in there you know lads it was it it wasn't the happiest place on the planet you know all the boys were sitting in their seats in front of the amplifiers you know they were just a little down you know they'd been auditioning probably for the whole week and uh, I suddenly realized why you know it wasn't the happiest place because every time the door opened it wasn't Bon Scott that was coming through it was somebody else a stranger and you know and I got it and so I just tried to make light of it all you know good old uh, Malcolm ran over to me and said there you go Brian this is what you drink isn't it and it was Newcastle <laughs> Brown Ale which is where I come from yeah 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 I said mate I could kill this and I, <laughs> I drank it I was, he said well what do you want to do and I said how about Nutbush City Limits by Tina Turner now that got everybody's attention oh uh, <laughs> okay alright and and <laughs> yeah, and Mal said oh hang on I think I know that and he started playing it the boys picked it up and I said, ready? And we nodded, and in I went. Oh, that's great. And I'm not a great believer in voodoo and all this <laughs> kind of stuff, but there was definitely sparks flying around. Sure, it sure. I never heard a band play like this before. They were right on the money. It was tight. It was just fantastic. Then we did, uh, he said, you know, one of our songs? And I said, yeah, whole lot of Rosie how about that yeah. so we launched into that and it was fantastic and of course we finished and I said well thanks very much lads I said I better get going now I've got a six hour drive back to Newcastle Right. and I said but it's been fabulous and I was walking away and they were going whoa where are you going I said I've got to get back to work said, <laughs> <laughs> you know I've got a gig tomorrow night and that's the whole way it was. And then the manager came and I said, can you come back? Yeah. I said, sure, I will, but you know, not till the, after the weekend. So 
that was how it was. I just didn't think I stood a chance, yeah. you know, because of all the other singers that I'd heard from the roadies that had been in there. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, and I'd been under the radar for <laughs> 10 years. Sure, you know? sure. Yeah. Well, at least eight years. So it was it was wonderful for me just to have a sing with them because I'd right. seen them on the TV and I thought they were just brilliant. You know? Right, right. Well, yeah, I mean, you've got some amazing you've got some amazing stories, obviously, in this book. And, you know, looking back on it uh, through your whole career with the band, you know, um, is there is there anything in this book that maybe even some of the biggest fans of your era with ACDC or the band in general, you know, are going to find out for the first time? Uh, from your perspective? Well, yeah, there'll be a lot of things in there, mate. There's, there's, there's lots and lots of different things. You see, the thing was, lads, you, you know, when I replaced Bond, you know, and I got the, the, the job and all that, I knew uh, that there was a lot of people who were just going, where's he come from? Right. What has he done? And that was one of the things I wanted to write the book about, just I wanted to inspire people, just just keep on going. you got to remember, I was 32. Right. Um. I'd been in the charts in England with Geordie, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, for a brief while, for about a year and a half or something, and then I all fizzled out, and I was broke. And then I was looking at the job section in the paper, looking because I had to make, had to pay the rent, right, you know. Right, um, right. And so nothing stopped me, uh, and I kept on going. And so some of the stories through there will be the, you know, It'll be the first time people have heard them, you know, and I just wanted to say that of all the people I met who helped me through, it's not just about me. Yeah. It's about all you that it's the friends you make, lads. Yeah. You know what I mean? True. That, that help you in life. I, I, I put you right. And, and uh, so there is, there'll be a lot in there people never heard about uh, that. So it that that's why I enjoy doing it, you know. Sure. You know, having to join the 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 parachute regiment regiment so I could buy a PA system. <laughs> and I'd never you know, th- this was like the National Guard parachute regiment. So right, right. I thought and they give you two hundred pound bounty if you joined, which was the exact price of a, a one hundred <laughs> watt PA system. <laughs> so I could sing with a bigger bands. Mm. And uh, and of course all that stuff. And then before I knew where I was, I was sitting in an aeroplane, in, in a, some netting, uh, with other people with tin helmets on and a parachute on me back. And then oh my gosh! And, and I was just thinking, you know, there's Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger all in <laughs> London, you know, getting high with all the chicks, but they're not as high as me, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And, and, I had to, I really had to jump out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It was laughs> oh my gosh! So it's just, just inspired up. You know, just do what you got to do. You right, know, right. honestly, if yeah. you keep on trying at things, if they really come, they really do come back. Beautiful. Right, the right. book is "The Lives of Brian." Available now on Amazon, all bookstores. Dude, thank you so much for introducing me to hard rock and for literally everything you've contributed to oh, in, in rock and good. roll. Thanks, me son. And whatever you play next, would you dedicate it to my friend Dan McCafferty from Nazareth? 100%. Thank you. Absolutely. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 and on demand in the Rocker app. It's the best of the Rocker Morning Show on 1077 RKR.